I don't know how many unbelievers I'm going to encounter, so to speak. And, you know, you really kind of opened my eyes to the fact that, hey, this, let's not focus on, you know, Christian versus non-Christian or anything like that. But let's just really focus on being great at our work and, you know, ministering to others. Hey, you're listening to the Follower of One podcast. We want our faith to matter full time, whatever we're doing, but especially at work. Here's today's podcast. Hey everyone, it's Mike Henry with Follower One, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. Today, our interview guest is Ken Powell with the Ronald Blue Trust. Ken, would you say hi and introduce yourself a little bit? Hi everyone. Yeah, my name's Ken, and um, I'm with the as Mike mentioned, Ron Blue, and I've been there for about two and a half years. I live out in the Seattle area with my wife and, and two boys, and um, we've been in Seattle for just over 10 years now, so really love it. Very cool. Thanks for straightening me out. I was thinking you were in Portland. So Ken and I met remotely, and um, I was introduced to him through another friend, but uh, tell us, Ken, I mean, I don't even remember exactly who introduced us, but what what about you and living your faith in the workplace mm-hmm. would you love to tell people about? What is what's what's the story of Ken Powell? How did you come to be a Christian? And mm-hmm. what um what difference does it make? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I um actually grew up in Indiana and uh, when I was a boy um my mom used to take my sister and I to church every Sunday and we'd uh sing our Baptist hymns and we would just uh you know hear the message every Sunday and so <laughs> yeah. um you know I love all those old songs so much they're just so special to me and um yeah I just kept I kept hearing this preacher talk about you know this decision that everybody needed to make and even though I was a little kid, I just kept thinking, hmm, you know, I'm I, I'm worried about what's happening this afternoon. But it's like, I think yeah. I think that message might be dedicated or directed at me. And so, um, you know, eventually I started to even when I was a boy, I would start to pray and just think, God, you know, I want to be saved. And, and I didn't know how to do that. And at that time, I thought I need to, you know, everybody would walk down the aisle and they would pray with the pastor and it's like oh man i need to do that you know to really be saved uh-huh. and so i um i remember one sunday i was i was 10 and i worked up the courage and i'm like all right this is it i'm i'm gonna walk down this you know uh the aisleway of the church and accept christ officially and so i did and, uh, Very cool. you know was baptized shortly thereafter and so that was um just such a neat experience. And I feel like, you know, even though there are many different ways we come to faith, it was such a, um, for me, it was just such a public thing. And even though I was really shy as a kid, it was important to me because I got to stand up in front of the whole congregation and let them know. Yeah. Well, and it creates this kind of relationship, right? I mean, um, they all know you've made a profession you did mm-hmm. it in front of the church and then you went ahead and followed through and were baptized. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was really special because I was, um, 
I was really good friends with the pastor's son. And so mm-hmm. the pastor for me, you know, um, I've mentioned this to you, but growing up, you know, like I said, it was my mom that took us to church and not both my parents. And so yeah. he was like a spiritual father to me and guiding me and showing some different, you know, obviously things about the Bible, but also just some things about how to be, you know, how to have honor and how to be respectful and, you know, just all those things that we're learning when we're a little kid. And so I, I really, really appreciate God just putting them in my life. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, so how did you end up in Seattle? How did it connect the dots for us and get us to Seattle? Yeah. So when I, so a few years later, um, my parents, um, my mom grew up in Colorado. And so they decided they wanted to move back to Colorado. And so, um, we we did a big family move from Indiana to Colorado and um, just a lot of, you know, major life change for a young kid, but uh, such a, so many special things came out of that, not the least of which was we got to go to the mountains every weekend, which was amazing. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, see all the deer and the elk and everything. And so um, we did that. And then I had gone into engineering school when I was in college and you know, my dream was when I was in high school to be an airplane mechanic. And I just remember, you know, working a lot of hard jobs over the summer and, you know, just all this manual labor. And I thought, hmm, maybe, maybe there's a, something to just using your mind for your work uh-huh. and, you know, being able to do something that is more intellectual instead of just all physical. And so I always loved airplanes. And that was when, um, I thought, okay, well, I can, I started to look at places like Boeing and, and some of these other firms throughout the U.S. that do um, aeronautics. And so I had um, gotten a job offer, you know, about six months after I graduated and uh, moved out to Seattle. So, Yeah, I remember that from our first conversation, right? Anybody who's in aeronautics and ends up in Seattle had something to do with Boeing. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And it was, it was, yeah, it was, um, I always tell people, you know, I remember my mom told me after I moved back home after college and my mom's the sweetest lady ever. She's super kind and, you know, but, uh, I remember I was unpacking my things and my mom just said, well, she turned to me real serious and said, you know what, Ken? She's like, you know, you can't stay here. And I'm like, I'm like, mom, like you're, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't going to, but, uh, you know, I didn't think you'd be giving me the, you know, my marching orders, but, uh, <laughs> about two weeks after that, I got a job offer and then she was like, well, you know, you know, I wasn't thinking so soon. And I'm like, oh, well, here we go. You know, so that's how God worked all that out. Yeah. That's tough for parents. I joked with mine, both of whom have been interviewed on this podcast before, both my children about how, you know, it was my job to make them want to leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had to want to leave enough to be able to take care of themselves. And that's so, right. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, so how did you transition to the financial services industry and to financial advising? Yeah. So I had... Uh, well, so my wife and I, we dated all throughout college. And I remember as part of our premarital counseling, um, 
you know, our pastor had identified that there was this, you know, desire within me to really learn about financial things. And so he said, well, you know, you, you seem like you could be a financial planner. And I had already kind of started down that path. And this was, gosh, probably about 15 years ago. And he really just kind of, you know, gave me somewhere to go with that and said, why don't you teach this class at church? And so I did. And um, I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. You know, I, I got to go through and this was, you know, kind of a precursor to some Dave Ramsey type classes. And mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. And so, um, but God took me on kind of a circuitous path to get here. And so I, I started to, you know, explore grad school and things like that and went back and got my degree in finance. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, about that time I had started to, my wife and I started to, you know, start our family and we, we'd done been married too long, but we started to have, you know, she wanted to start her own personal small business. And so I was thinking about this career change after I had graduated and man, this just doesn't seem like the right time. And the financial crisis was still kind of happening. But so I really just, I kind of, you know, I thought, well, God, this is something that you've put in my heart and I want to do, but God, I just, I just don't know how that's going to work. Right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the primary breadwinner and, um, you know, there's insurance to worry about and there's all these bills and everything. And and we'd been very smart with our money, but we still had, you know, we weren't yet financially independent and we're still not. So, um, but it was interesting because it's funny how God works and he, um, you know, through some circumstances that happened around my health, you know, I guess prior to that, I just really got settled. I was like, okay, God, I don't, you know, I don't know where I'm going to go with this. I want to do this so bad, but I'll just, I'm just going to leave it up to you and kind of see where, see where it goes. And so, um, man, so this, you know, health challenges came my way and mm-hmm. I was sick for a bit and then had surgery and, and was okay. But you know, man, my work world had just been shaken and turned upside down. And I thought, wow, I'm, you know, here I am, I'm, I'm 35 and, uh, I've just had this major shift in my whole perception of things. And, um, that was really the catalytic event for God to reignite that sort of mindset in me and, and, or, or really just go, Hey, Ken, now's your time to get ready. Yeah. You know, I've just done something and, you know, you better get ready, buddy. And so I was like, oh, okay, wow, this is, where is this going? And so to fast forward, I guess a little bit, I ended up taking a voluntary layoff from, from Boeing and, um, spent about the next six months just in the job searching mode. And, and at the start of that period of time, I just, I really, I had, begun to kind of frame the picture of where I wanted to be next. And, um, you know, I was like, Hey, I'd, if it had these kinds of investments and this kind of people and the structure was like this and had some flexibility and some growth potential, I started to think about what that next firm would look like. And so, um, I interviewed with a number of different firms. I was, you know, very diligent and, mm-hmm. you know, people would kind of look at me strange and say, you, you're an engineer at Boeing and you left that place to come and, like start all over again and i'd be mm-hmm. like yeah you know this is super exciting and they'd kind of look at me and go okay you know like yeah who does that and so um i didn't let that detract me at all but uh 
you know, along the way, there were times that I was like, God, is this still what you want me to do? But when I left that last day at one, I really feel like I was kind of like, you know, Noah going into the ark and God was like, all right, here we go. Uh, I'm in charge, buddy. So you guys better, (laughs) you know, you better be ready. And sure enough, um, after uh, six months of searching and then about another four months of taking just a short-term job to get to get through things i landed at ron blue and went through that interview process and started and so um that was just a an amazing journey and um i think that that journey was really even though it was long and it was it was difficult because then originally mike i thought wow you know the market is great you know i was I was thinking, man, I'll probably, you know, I'll probably find a job in like a month or two months, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like before I even leave Boeing. And, <laughs> and uh, that was, that was not the case, but uh, yeah. yeah. So it felt like a homecoming when I eventually joined the team. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. And, and if, for those of you listening who have, who have been through job transition, it almost always takes longer than you think. <laughs> and, um, and it's definitely one of those times when you you get dependent upon God if you're a Jesus follower. Um, it's it's definitely an experience. I've been through job transition several times, and even working. So I do some volunteer work with a ministry that helps people in job transition. But um, it's it's always eye opening. But I think the coolest thing that people learn is. You don't die from it. And and if you're listening to this and you're in job transition, feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to help you. Um, yeah. You can contact me through any channel, follower of one or anything like that. But back to you, Ken. So now you've been at Ron Blue for a while. Tell yeah. us, tell us about how you, how your faith makes a difference in what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's a unique group of, of individuals because we, um, you know, the majority of the people that work in our office uh, say, you know, yeah, are, are in fact Christians. And so that's our, you know, we're a, a Christian firm in name and, and in action because, um, you know, when Ron Blue started the firm, the mission and to this day is the same is to... Um, to um, free up financial resources to assist in fulfilling the Great Commission. And so um, the uniqueness there is that, um, you know, I, I really enjoyed my work at Boeing and that had impact for me personally and also just, you know, moving people around the world. But um, I'd say that the impact that I have every day is helping people, you know, really assist in making Christians, right? Mm-hmm. And so the way that we're doing that is through, you know, helping folks understand what they have and how maybe they can be more generous or how they can be more targeted in their their generosity. And so um, that's really where the rubber meets the road for me. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, I'm familiar with Ron Blue. I, um, having been a Christian a long time, I was a big fan of Larry Burkett's radio show mm-hmm. and Mm-hmm. Um, heard of and got connected to different things that Ron Blue was doing back in the nineties when I was a young Christian. Mm. So I am. Awesome. Yeah. So it was just, um, I've always been impressed by the quality of things that 
Ron Blue's been associated with. I'm not that familiar with you guys' firm, mm-hmm. but um, but I know he's got his hands in a lot of different things. He's he's a staunch Christian, good guy. That's made mm-hmm. a difference and helps people make a difference with their finances, right? Instead of going mm-hmm. through the motions or just doing what everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. it's, it's incumbent upon us to be intentional about mm-hmm. how we handle our finances, how we spend our time at work, how mm-hmm. we do the things we do, because yeah. we only get to go around once and um, it's not to grab all the gusto that we can, right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's, I think that was another part of what really, you know, attracted me and still does to the firm was that, you know, when I, like I said, I'd been on so a number of interviews and, and when I met the, the guys at Ron Blue and, and I sat down and I talked with them and, and the rest of the team, I, I just couldn't believe that, you know, I was talking, you know, A, with, with people who were at a world-class, you know, financial planning firm, mm-hmm. but that they just were very, very down to earth and just very personal, personable and, um, warm. And I, I just, you know, that's not really what you think of a lot of times when you, when you're thinking about you know, certain parts of the finance industry. And so I was just kind of blown away, frankly. And so, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So, you know, you just recently took our market, the marketplace mission trip, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you also went through the ministry mindset challenge. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about what it was like to go through something like that, working for a Christian business and in the financial services industry. What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I love the whole concept because I, you know, throughout my, my Christian walk as an adult, I've always just kind of felt like, and I could, you know, how can I be more effective? And, and so, you know, I'm a very practical sort of guy. And so, uh, being an engineer and kind of having that mindset, I just love things that I can, that I can start and be involved in. And, and, you know, I don't have to go out and try and create that on my own and, and just sort of wonder, I can, I can pick this up and I can go through this process and it's very streamlined and, and I can participate in that and, and begin to start to see some results. And so for me, it was, um, you know, being that I'm at a Christian firm, I think, you know, we talked about the first is, you know, Hey, Mike, I'm, I don't know how many unbelievers I'm going to encounter, so to speak. Yeah. And, you know, you really kind of opened my eyes to the fact that, Hey, this, let's not focus on, you know, Christian versus non-Christian or anything like that, but let's just really focus on being great at our work and, you know, ministering to others. And so, um, in that sense, that I think freed me up a little bit, perhaps to just, you know, maybe take a little bit of a deep breath and go, Oh, okay. I can feel relaxed to really, um, just be present, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that comes out of years of me wrestling with the fact that, you know, I couldn't get around the people that I wanted to be around. God intended for me to be around the people I was working with. Yeah. And so what can I do? And mm-hmm. most of follower of one is, okay, well, I have to be here today. What can I do? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. But, 
but I think that's the case for a lot of us. Many of us feel like, oh, I can't be the missionary who goes to wherever. Or I have bills to pay. I can't just stop doing that. Mm-hmm. And God's not, I don't believe God's in any way going, oh, that's a shame. You know? <laughs> no, no. If anything, you know, he's, you know, people are coming into our spheres all the time, yeah. uh, regardless of what their background is that, you know, and that was one of the things that I thought of was just, again, I was like, well, there's, uh, you know, as I'm going to the store, as I'm going to restaurants, as I'm talking with my neighbors, it's like, there's, I've got all these different spheres that I could, you know, opportunities could potentially show up in, in terms of just helping people. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I maybe haven't even told you this story, but I've talked about it, I think, before on the podcast or something. But I remember in a hurry to get somewhere, stopping in a store to buy something. Mm-hmm. And my only thought in the world for the, as I'm in line trying to check out was, I really hope the people in front of me didn't pay with a check. <laughs> And I just got struck by this idea, and I believe it was from God. I didn't hear an audible voice or anything like that. But it amounted to, really? Is that why I put you in line behind her? (laughs) And I realized that I could pray for that person while I was standing there, or I could whine that they were paying with a check. (laughs) I had my choice. (laughs) And unfortunately, I'm still very impatient and i'm i can still tend to wonder why people won't get out of the way or whatever driving down the road and i'm struck by that story i have to tell it i feel like i have to tell it over and over and over again because we're in the world to make a difference for christ not to complain about it not being what we want it to be and so well so you enjoyed doing the marketplace mission trip do you think you'll do it again Yes, absolutely. I think it's, uh, like I said, not only was it practical for me, but also I, it occurred to me as I was starting, you know, going into it, I'd kind of come off of, uh, you know, sort of tumultuous month personally, just with some different things. But, uh, I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to show up and I'm going to be present. I'm going to try this out and, and, um, give it what I can. And, I'm like, you know what? I can always do it again, you know? And I remember hearing some of the folks say, well, I've, I've done this five times or I've done this a number of times. And I thought, awesome. I bet every time you do this, you're going to get better and better. And, and ultimately that's going to make you more and more effective in your walk and, and how you're able to communicate with people. And so, yeah. yeah. Thanks. That was definitely the right answer. Now we don't have to go editing the, <laughs> editing the audio. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, you know, for me, it's just, I'm just grateful that, that people like it and that it's helps them because I felt so frustrated for so long. I mm. felt like my job was to stay out of trouble mm. until I could get back to church. Mm. And, um, and I hope the mission trip awakens all of us to the fact that we have a responsibility 24 seven to be following Jesus and doing what he says. And mm-hmm. that means work too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, we've been talking a lot about your business. I would love for people, if you're listening to this podcast and you're curious what it's like to have 
a financial advisor or to get financial advice from a man who's a Christian, works for an organization that's expressly Christian in the statements and its purpose and how it operates, I want to encourage you to contact Ken. And you, we'll put Ken's LinkedIn profile and Ken's contact information in the show notes. But for people who don't listen to show notes, Ken, could you tell us your email address or a phone number or something so that people could get in touch with you? Sure. The um, My email is Ken, uh, just K-E-N dot Powell, P-O-W-E-L-L at ronblue.com, uh, all one word. And okay. so, yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear from folks, but um, yeah, thanks, Mike. And that'll be in the show notes. And, um, and Ken, what's, what is, do you have any last thoughts? You know, we didn't, I didn't even get to ask you. I want you to tell us a little bit about your family real quick. Mm, You have a wife and kids, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, um, I mentioned my wife and I, we dated all throughout college, but we met back in 2001 and just actually celebrated our anniversary this week. So, um, we've been together since 2007 married and um yeah we've just i mean we've seen a lot of different ups and downs over the years and i'm just so blessed that that god's given me such a a special woman because i feel like in a lot of ways she's definitely helped me become uh the the man that god had in mind and so he's uh definitely i'm very rich in that aspect for sure yeah so um, and then my boys, they're uh, five and seven, um, uh, or excuse me, five and eight. Both just had birthdays, and uh, they're they're super special little guys, and they've you know kept me busy and kept me active. But uh, it's just so special to watch them grow because they just grow so fast. Yes, yeah. I feel like they're seems like just yesterday they were just you know babies and we were doing bottles and diapers and all this stuff but uh yeah so god's he's really he's also blessed me very very greatly with both of them and so i'm i'm super thankful well thank you very much for being on the podcast and thanks for being involved in the ministry and taking the mission trip and thank you for the ministry that you have to the people in your sphere of influence i think it matters that we that we're that we're active in the lives of the people that we know that each of us has a job and that's to be a follower of Jesus around the people that we know mm-hmm. and so I'm grateful that you do that well thank you yeah thanks for having me on Mike and just well I just want to say I want to encourage you to just continue to grow this ministry because especially now it's just so important that people hear about Christ as as you know we um, just have so many things going on in the world. And as you know, it's just so clear to me that, you know, Jesus is the answer of so many different problems that we have, but, uh, it's just that person that showed up, you know, it's that pastor that answered the call when I was a kid. And it was my Sunday school teacher that, you know, encouraged me and, and really spoke into my life when I was a little boy. And of course, my mom too, that, you know, heard the word and the message from her friends and became a Christian. She was uh, an adult. So it's, uh, it's, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's my pleasure. I'm grateful for you and for all the people listening to follower of one podcast. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 
Please share it with your friends and tell other people about Follower of One. I'm grateful for the ministry that you have, and we want to help you any way that we can. So thank you very much. And thanks again, Ken, for being on the podcast. All right. Thank you. Hey, you've been listening to the Follower of One podcast. Follower of One is an online community of people who intentionally follow Jesus every day at work or wherever we are. Join us at community.followerofone.org. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it in your various social media channels. Thanks for listening.